Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. The Valley of Kings, land within tombs, graves, and treasures, filled with history, stories, and untold wealth. Only, this is probably not the Valley of the Kings you are thinking of. No, this is the Valley of the Kings in a, not a land covered in desert in Egypt. Now this is a land covered by snow. This Valley of the Kings, found not in Egypt, but found in Siberia. Oh no, Nick. Pack your winter clothes. We're traveling to Russia. <coughs> cough, cough, metaphorically, not literally. To talk about archaeological items that belong in a museum. But before we discover tombs, Nick, how are you and what are you drinking? I'm doing great. I'm nice and warm. And I'm drinking a bush light. And I just got to say, Mike, you know there's other parts of the world besides Siberia, right? <laughs> Perhaps none so cruel. But, hey, it sucked now and it sucked back then. It's time to travel back to the Bronze Age. I feel like this is like our 17th episode on Siberia. (laughs) What happens in Siberia stays in Siberia. That I do believe. Back to the Bronze Age. A time when a culture, which, until researching this, I did not know even existed. We are going to the age when the Scythians roamed the land, the territory that was stretching from the Middle East to Siberia. The Scythians, also known as the Scythes or Saka, or Ashusis or Ashusis, or the Skolodi, depending on location and if you are allies with them or being raided by them. There's a 20% chance you pronounce one of those names right. Ah, that's a high percentage there, my friend. Well, there's a lot of names, so <laughs> if you play the odds. The Sisythians, a rather dominant culture, slashed an empire and it ruled and controlled the Pyaniac Steep. Pyaniac Steep is basically the region around the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea and extending outward from there. For centuries, majority a nomadic culture, these people connected east to west during the Bronze Age. Some argue that they were the first people to master mounted cavalry warfare, and that's how they used it to control such a vast amount of land. Honestly, reading up on them, they just reminded me of Genghis Khan and the Mongolian Empire, before the Mongolian Empire even existed, if that gives you any context of them. Before their major role in connecting east to west brought this, but their major role in connecting east to west brought this nomadic culture tons of riches, gold, weapons, fine goods. The Sisthenians, in my opinion, were a wealthy society of nomads. And perhaps one day I'll do an episode on their empire. But for this episode, I am focused on their death. They honored their dead, especially kings and warriors. They honored them like many other cultures, being put into the ground, buried with belongings, and a structure erected on their gravesite. Only they did it with a unique twist. The Sisthenians and dependent on what part of the territory they are in, in time period, 
the Sidonians would bury their dead with either miniature items that their loved ones liked or thought the dead might need in the afterlife, or with full-size items like mirrors, weapons, livestock, or opium. You know, you always need opium when you're dead. Then, to mark the graves, they would wreck mounds of dirt, creating hills called corungas. I know I mispronounced that one, but I'm going with it. Some of these corungas are moderate hills, some are enormous, just depending on your position in life. Well, unlike some stone structures to mark a grave, the hills would change over time due to weather erosion and the passing of time, causing an unknown amount of graves to be hidden from us, to be yet to be discovered. And by unknown number, I do mean unknown. The earliest grave for the Scythians date around 800 BC, the most recent grave being 300 AD, a large time span of a culture we mainly know due to others' writings and Scythians by their own metal working. But these graves are not your standard six feet below the ground, oh no. If anything, I would compare them to either ancient Egyptian, Chinese, or Viking graves. A grave found in the 1970s had two people inside it, thousands of gold and silver artifacts, 16 servants, and 160 horses. So I guess it was a grave of 178 living things, but really only meant for two people. Kind of sound like ancient Egypt a little bit in my opinion. Massive sites, sacrificial animals, and a ton of riches. But that's not all. Where the Valley of the Kings for Siberia gets its comparison to the Valley of the Kings in Egypt. For in the valley, specifically the Yuki River Valley, have found some 700 sites. Some being big, some being small. Perhaps the sites are tied in some way to one another, but either way, big or small, a lot of sites. It's an Asian Valley of the Kings. A recent discovered tomb found in 2017 by Swiss archaeologist Gino Caspri, who found a tomb of a Scythian prince. The tomb, unnoticed on the ground, was spotted when he was looking at aerial photos and found a tomb bigger than a football field. A circular tomb with a diameter of 460 feet, which, by all accords, might be the biggest ever for this culture. And how a grave's got to be pretty big to put 160-something horses in. The 160 horses wasn't even for the prince. That was for a smaller, uh, I believe it was two warriors. How many horses do these people have? I mean, they are a horseback riding nomadic culture. Horses were probably worth more than gold, I imagine. But it's not just princes being buried. A grave found in 2020 found a tomb with four people in it. A man, two women, and a baby. The archaeologists believe the man and one of the women to be warriors, for they were stashed with metal weapons, along with a large range of other items such as combs, axes, and mirrors. And even more recent, in 2022, archaeologists discovered a tomb containing five people. But, one of the main people of the tomb, being a woman, is perhaps... The most significant find. She was found not far from a known Scythian chief, so archaeologists believe her to be associated with a chief or at least important enough in her society to be buried like one. She was adorned and buried with necklaces and jewelry 
that before her were only found with male burial sites, which makes me wonder what was her importance in her culture. But also, I found something interesting is that she was also buried with an iron knife. Now remember, the Sicinians were first a Bronze Age people who were during this time in the transition from bronze to iron makes it interesting she was buried with an iron knife to bury someone with new age material in a time where resources are what you go to war for i find that utterly fascinating but why all these findings and why now well the valley and where other Scythian graves are found are covered by a lot of by a lot of permafrost making the land hard and hard to reach slash investigate but the permafrost adds an interesting byproduct the cold the snow acts like a modification for the graves making many of the Scythians into ice mummies so many are preserved but due to climate change the warmer weather makes the land more accessible for archaeologists but also puts a very fast timer on finding the graves before the warming temperatures destroy the items that belong in a museum nick Many people thought there were no more graves or graves of note to find due to grave robbers picking through the sites in both modern centuries and centuries of old. But due to technological advancing, making drone scans, satellite imaging more defined, global warming making the cold not last as long and unthawing some things, finding untouched graves or graves not fully picked over has become much easier. Who knows, Nick? Maybe one of these days we will adorn the Indiana Jones hats and venture out to help find an untouched grave. Well, now you know a little bit about the Scythians and the graves still yet to be found. And that's a culture I did not know existed until I accidentally came across this. Yeah, I've never heard of these people. But that's crazy. Well, that's a, that's a, a great way to hide your graves. Oh, it's just a hill. We're gonna go and survey every hill. That's 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 a really good one. And just a note on their potence of culture. Uh, from what I've done of light reading of them, they might have been the founders to start the foundation for the Silk Road. That blows my mind. That I've never heard of them until now. So, hold on. Is I'm trying to find a map of this area. Where exactly is this at? So the, if you are very interested in uh, looking for this, uh, you should look for uh, the Pontiac Steep, P-O-N-I-T-C-S-T-E-P-P-E. It's pretty much the Black Sea, the Caspian Sea. So everywhere from Iraq to lower bit of Russia. So they didn't quite make it to the Mediterranean and the Red Sea, but they are pretty damn close. And where is it? In there, I mean, is what I guess what I'm trying to say is, and I don't know if there's this is any if this is stupid or not because I don't really know. I'm just gonna say it. Is there any chance that Genghis Khan's grave is somewhere buried like that? Because his empire overlaps that area, it looks like from what I'm looking at. Um, I think Genghis Khan and the Mongolian Empire came after much, much after. Uh, the Scythians. Scythians ended, I think, around and that's when that kind of grave AD. site stopped. That grave burial system. 
I mean, the most recent they found was 300 AD. But if I remember most of my readings, most of the most of them are around the 500, 300 mark. So that's kind of like their prime, I guess, of uh, BC, not AD, of of massive graves. So I, and again, uh, they're more of a Bronze Age culture, not an Iron Age culture. Yeah, that's too bad. But it's weird to think about that they might be the first massive culture that to control and use mounted warfare and yet we know i i've never heard of them they've never come across my history books that but to be the first mounted cavalry it makes sense why they had a, such a large kind of range of territory if you have horses that can travel that much range and you're on horseback going against enemies who are on foot it wouldn't surprise me how much gold and treasures they got so they could be buried with but with that being said, thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.